for the few moments that remain, I want to turn to encouraging moms. Given the challenging environment uh, that moms and dads face in parenting children, uh, I believe you need all the encouragement you can get. And so that's what I want to do for the next few moments. Uh, Mom, I want to encourage you. And to do that, I want to begin by returning uh, the favor to you that you always do for your kids. I want to read you a book. And the title of the book is, There Are Moms Way Worse Than You. Congrats, you had a kid, or two. Oh, what a time of joy. You got the crib, the car seat, bib, and bought the perfect toys. You read the books, you did the work, you baby-proofed your stuff. You, but even so, a nagging thought, what if it's not enough? Like, what if I don't burp them right, or what if I'm too strict? Or what if I buy diapers and the diapers make them sick? Or what if they get tetanus, or I don't dress them right? Or what if when I strap them in, the baby Bjorn's too tight? Or maybe your head starts to spin, it's now a full-blown panic. They lose an eye, or even worse, their food is not organic. Or what, I'm, <clears throat> or what if I'm not watching and they stumble off a cliff? Or if I pick the wrong preschool, what if, what if, what if? Whoa, okay, calm down, take a deep breath, big exhale. It's absolutely normal to feel like you're going to fail. And though you'll make some big mistakes, remember this is true, uh, when you put it into perspective, there are moms way worse than you. You won't be worse than hamster moms, no matter how you try. Sometimes they eat their newborn pups. We still don't know yet why. A mom giraffe is pretty nice until the fetus drops. She'll birth a newborn baby calf and then kick him till he walks. Whenever you feel guilty that you haven't cleaned the house, Sexton beetles raise their kids in a decomposing mouse. An eagle mom believes in survival of the strong. She'll let her eaglets fight until the death. How wrong. Panda moms are perfect, unless they're blessed with two. Twins are hard, so they'll ditch one. It's terrible, but it's true. For dinner time, a koala mom will feed her kids her poop. Remember that when you feel bad for giving yours fast food. When side by side with Lanyu skinks, you'd look like world's best mama. They'll eat their eggs if things get tough just to avoid the drama. If a quokka mom comes face to face with dingoes in the wild, guess what she'll do to get away? That's right, she'll toss her child. Harp seals? Oh, they're super cute. Maternally, they're frightening. Two weeks after giving birth, they're out of there like lightning. In fact, a lot of new moms pull a disappearing act. Bunnies, black bears, snakes and lizards, sheep and birds and cats. Alaskan plovers, they don't even fake it like they care. One month after giving birth, first class Hawaiian air. When the panic rises and the pressure starts to mount, remember that you're trying, and that's really all that counts. Because even if you drop a kid or accidentally curse, you know that when it comes to moms, you'll never be the worst. Isn't that encouraging? Okay, perhaps uh, with all sincerity, the pages of Scripture might offer us uh, something a bit more encouraging. As I thought about um, all that's thrown a mom's way, I wanted to share something that would bolster your confidence uh, in the midst of this world's uncertainty. And in the Bible, uh, a mom in the Bible uh, named Jochebed uh, did just that, uh, doing her task of mothering in the midst of uncertainty. Um, 
Jacobed, her name means Yahweh's glory, which is precisely what every mom uh, is intended to contribute to as she stewards the life of her children, to bring glory to God. Now, before we turn to Jacobed's story, let me define exactly what the term mother means. In both the Hebrew and the Greek, it's pretty simple. They both mean, well, mother. Uh, But they both carry, in both languages, uh, an interesting nuance. In Hebrew, mother carries the meaning of parting, a point of departure, a division. And in Greek, it carries the meaning of a source of something. So if we unpack that, we see that uh, uh, when a mother gives birth, that is a point of departure. That is, when a child is born, a, a mother is the source of parting or dividing into something, or more importantly, someone new. A mother is one who gives life. Now, the story of Jacobed we find in the beginning of the Bible in Exodus chapter 2. Uh, in Exodus chapter 2, just for context, uh, a new king uh, in Egypt has come to power, and he doesn't recognize uh, Joseph, and he feels no obligation toward Joseph's descendants. In truth, he's worried about the Hebrews outnumbering uh, the Egyptians and overtaking them, and so he moves to enslave them. So Jacobed uh, comes to the blessing of being a mom in the midst of slavery. You think you had it tough. And Pharaoh, because of his concern, commands Hebrew midwives to kill Hebrew baby boys when they are born, but they don't listen to him. So Pharaoh gives another decree in Exodus chapter 1, verse 22, where we read these words. Every son that is born to the Hebrews, you shall cast into the Nile, but you shall let every daughter live. A Levite woman, Jacobed, gave birth to a son and hid him for three months. Interestingly, she isn't even named in Exodus chapter 2. We find out about her identity in Numbers chapter 26, verse 59. The name of Amram's wife was Jacobed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And she bore to Amram Aaron and Moses and Miriam, their sister. Exodus chapter 2 tells us that Jacobed, when she could no longer hide her infant son, uh, she coated a papyrus basket with tar and pitch, and she placed her baby inside of it, and then she placed that in the reeds uh, along the Nile. Jacobed then assigned her daughter Miriam uh, to watch and see what would happen uh, as Pharaoh's daughter came to bathe. When Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket, she had her servants retrieve the basket, and upon opening the basket, she sees uh, that there's a baby crying inside. She knows uh, that he's a Hebrew child, and she feels sorry for him. Miriam, undoubtedly coached by her mother, spoke up and asked if Pharaoh's daughter would like her to fetch a Hebrew woman to nurse the child. She agreed. So Miriam goes, and who do you think she fetches? Jacobed. Uh, She brings Jacobed, her mother, back to nurse her own baby. Pharaoh's daughter pays Jacobed to nurse the child until he's old enough to come and be with her. And she adopts him and calls him Moses. In time, God would use Moses mightily to free the Hebrew people from 400 years of bondage and slavery uh, and lead them to the promised land. In fact, all three of Jacobed's children would serve God. Uh, Moses would go on to write the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament, and he is the first and most revered of the Old Testament prophets. In truth, we know far more about Jacobed's children than we do her, but we would not have known of them had God not used her to be a mom. And so Jacobed, 
stands as a great example to moms who are doing the best they can in a world full of difficulty when it comes to the task of mothering. So from her story, I briefly want to make four observations uh, from the life of Jacobed, and I believe that they're potentially true of every mom who comes to faith in God and who views her critically important role with the clarity that Jacobed possessed to give you confidence in mothering in the midst of uncertainty. The first thing I observe about Jacobed is that she was a woman purposefully created and providentially called. Verse 1 says, Now a man from the house of Levi uh, went and took his, uh, as a wife uh, a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. Now this wasn't uh, Jacobed's first child. Miriam uh, is uh, older. And, but uh, the story of Moses begins here. She was purposefully created. This is not something that we start out knowing. In fact, it takes a relationship with God and a long time of living for us to come to terms with the idea that we were meant on purpose. Psalm 139 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the psalmist goes on to say, My soul knows this full well. We do not live in a world that reinforces the idea that we exist because of divine design. But mom, like Jacobed, you were purposefully created. She was also providentially called. When God creates a life, he creates that life in his image. And that means that he wants us to not only know him as our creator, but he wants us to come to discover that we were made on purpose for a purpose. And the woman, of all the things that a woman can accomplish in this world, there is nothing more lofty, nothing more meaningful than the role that God has given her as mom. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, the man, Adam, called his wife's name Eve uh, because she was the mother of all living. And what that means, mom, is that you were not only intentionally made by God and meant to have a relationship with him, uh, you were also meant to be a mother. If you find yourself the parent the mom of one or two or maybe more children. It's precisely because that is what God called and entrusted you to do. He's for you. He believes in you. He also knows that you need his partnership to get the job done. Now you can hear those truths and you might even mentally take them in. But your heart is only going to own them. Your life is only going to come to express their fullest potential if you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. A relationship where uh, you discover that God offers forgiveness for your sins and your shortcomings by grace through faith. Only then will you fully know what, how God means to use you, uh, even in the circumstances uh, of a difficult task of mothering. You need a relationship with God, Mom. And I would say that Every child formed and made by God in his image and meant for a relationship with him deserves a mom and a dad who have been saved by God, who are sold out for Jesus Christ, who are gifted and empowered by the Spirit, and who wholly, fully, and wholly, uprightly devote themselves to the task that they were created for and called to. Second, I observed that Jacobed was a woman of virtue and vision. Verse 2 says uh, that when she saw that, the, that he was a fine child, like she, she gives birth to this child in the midst of a decree from the, the God of, 
uh, Egypt that every male child should be destroyed. Yet she sees something in the child. She's a woman of virtue and vision. Virtue. Her, her virtue is informed by her relationship with God. Jacobed, uh, because of that, had a reverence for life. She was willing to run the risk of her own harm in order to save the child. Each child that God had entrusted to her, Miriam, Moses, Aaron, she saw as a sacred responsibility. Her approach to motherhood was very much like the way God describes his approach to the relationship with his people. In Isaiah 49, 15, God says, Can a woman forget her nursing child that she, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that she would have no compassion on the son of her room, womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget. Jacob had possessed this godlike quality that she would not forget that life matters. And she was willing to fight for that. She was not only virtuous, but she possessed vision. Now, Jacobed couldn't foresee how God was going to use her children, Moses, Aaron, Miriam. But she believed that God was the creator of all things and that he makes life meaningfully. And because of that, it matters. Whatever God has created you for, discovering that and doing it is the most important thing you can accomplish. The most important thing about us is what we think about God and then how we live in response to that. Moms, one of the greatest challenges of your task is that you cannot microwave kids. You can't microwave kids. It's a game of inches and it lasts a lifetime. Uh, yours is a long haul endeavor where at any given moment it looks like the project is precariously imperiled. Like you have messed this one up, and so we might as well just move on to another one. You should learn from Jacobed. Fix your sight on God and give him and your children your dead level best. After all, you never know who you're raising for the Lord. For Hannah, it was Samuel. For Elizabeth, it was John the Baptist. For Mary, it was Jesus Christ. For Jacobed, it was Moses. As Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Listen, parenting uh, successfully is not about raising your kids to measure up to a worldly standard. It's about raising them to know God, to follow God, and to live whatever their station is in life for the glory of God. Mom, yours is a task that requires godly virtue and vision. Third, a woman, uh, Jacobed was a woman of upright conviction and unwavering courage. She refused to give in to a godless system that would have cost her son his life. Upright conviction uh, and unwavering courage. She was willing to resist the world. The world was crying out at the time for the death of her son, but she stood uh, in, strong in the face of that threat. And in doing so, she placed her son above the will of the world. This is your task, mom and dad. This is your task, to place your children above the will of this world that they might discover what the Creator meant them for. It has to be that way today. The world demands, especially in our day, that parents hand their children over and allow them to be trained and taught in the way of the world. But your children have been given to you by God and they deserve better than that. Jacobed possessed the clarity of Joshua, who would later serve 
her son Moses, and then lead God's people. And in Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 15, Joshua states these familiar words. If it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Every parent Every grandparent must be on that wall to draw a line in the sand and say, regardless of what the world is doing around us, it will not matter that we're falling out of favor. It will not matter that we're considered prudish. It will not matter that we're criticized and maligned. We will draw a line in the sand and say, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord because we know that to be true. Mom, your children need you to heed the Apostle Paul's challenge to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, where he says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession. Listen, to do God's bidding with the lives that he's entrusted to you, it's going to take a a possession of clear conviction and then the courage to stick with your convictions. Because Jacobet had conviction and courage, she could not only resist the world, but she could release her child, not to chance, but to a sovereign God to care for him. And because of her faith, She was about to discover that God still had plans to use her to raise her child. So Pharaoh's daughter uh, discovers the basket. She sends Miriam to get a nursing mom, uh, and the mom comes back. And this leads us to the last observation about Jacobed. She was a woman of faith who was blessed with God's favor. By God's plan and providence, Jacobed became her son's nurse, uh, ensuring that Israel's greatest leader would grow up under the godly influence of a mother during his most formative years of life. Jacobed was a woman of faith in God, and in turn, she discovered God's gracious favor. Moms, I would submit that the same is true for you. You may not have all the answers to the questions. Uh, You may feel like there could have been a page in that book about you, but God's grace and a partnership with him will make up for everything that you feel that you're lacking. If you have faith in God, if you trust God, then you will discover his favor. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, uh, pays tribute uh, to Jacobed. That verse says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Jacobed's faith in God allowed her to see the importance of saving her child's life, and in turn, God was going to use her child to save his people, Israel. Although little is written about Jacobed in the Bible, her story speaks powerfully to mothers today. Jacobed, the mother of Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, is one of the most underappreciated moms in the Bible, yet she was greatly used by God. Jacobed might well not have known how the story played out with her three children, especially Moses, but her life, history, tells the story, and she is forever memorialized in the pages of Scripture. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35, God says, Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Jacobed stands as an example of a godly mother. She trusted God and she obtained his favor. And as a result of that, she could mother confidently, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of slavery, the the lives that God had entrusted to her to steward. Mom, wherever you happen to be today in the mothering task, Whatever you feel your shortcomings are, I hope that you know that God's grace is enough to make up what you feel is lacking. In fact, 
That's the way he designed it. Every one of us needs a righteousness not of our own accord, but the righteousness of Christ, which has been so freely provided for us. My encouragement to you would be to press in to that righteousness. Press in to what the Lord and only the Lord can do with you. All that God is looking for is moms who recognize their need for him and through faith in Jesus to believe that you were purposefully created. You were providentially called to this task. That with godly virtue and vision, with upright conviction and unwavering courage to stick to the stuff of faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you will come to know, not tomorrow, not the next day, not next week, sometime down the road, that God's favor made you a difference maker in the lives of your children. In the words of God, spoken through Jacobed's kid, Moses. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for moms in this room today. You know precisely where they are. Some of them feel like they should sit down and write a book about how to do it right. And some of them are wondering why you would ever choose to give them kids. God, for the person who thinks they need you the least and the person who who knows they need you the most, I pray that you would show yourself sufficient. May we recognize, Father, especially in something as critical as parenthood, that this is the proving grounds, this is the opportunity uh, where we discover the sufficiency of Jesus Christ, that he is enough. And if he called me to this task, I believe he will equip me to this task, and he will strengthen me for this task, and he will use me, not perfectly, but he will use me to make a difference in the life of my children as I rear them to come to know you their maker, and prepare them to embark on a life in a world that desperately needs to see salt and light. Father, I pray your blessing on moms today. For moms that have said goodbye to their mom and would do anything today to have a five-minute conversation. I pray for moms who are in the sunset years of life and they're relishing time with grandchildren and they would love to see them more. I pray for moms especially who are in the throes of motherhood right now and they're exhausted. I pray, God, that you would encourage them and strengthen them, that they would know from the appreciation of the body of Christ around them that the work that they are doing is critically important, that they would feel championed and encouraged, that they would remember to look at the long game, that it's not about this present moment. It's about finishing well. And for expectant moms... I pray that you would comfort their hearts. They're scared to death. There is no manual. I pray, Father, for that miracle that every husband in this room has seen where an almost adolescent bride becomes a mother and suddenly, because of how you've wired them, they like mature by 20 years. I pray that they would trust that you know what you're doing as you call them to motherhood. We thank you for moms. We love them. And we love you, Lord with the concept of family. And we ask all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Would you stand with me? By way of benediction, I, uh, happy Mother's Day, Mom.
I hope you have, I hope you're treated well today, that you get something to eat, that you don't have to wash a single dish. Uh, I pray that you feel relaxed enough to just let everything go and Sabbath the rest of the day, okay? Just rest. But for the rest of you slackers, I want to close with uh, words uh, from the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that your Lord, your God is giving you. It's the only commandment uh, that's attached to a promise. I'm big on the fifth commandment. So dads, I want to implore you, if your kids are still around, teach this life-giving principle to your children for the blessing and the benefit of your, your wife, their mothers, and everyone else in the family. Honor mom. It comes with a payoff. And then uh, Proverbs 31 says, uh, verse 28, says, Her children rise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I want you to say that, husbands, to your wives today. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Moms, give yourself recklessly to Jesus. You will not regret it. Honor her for all that her hands have done. Let her works bring her praise. Happy Mother's Day. God bless.